I'd like to speak to you today about a time to cross. I really believe there's a decision moment for us um, as we gather in church here online today. And it's a decision around whether we're going to cross over or not. Let me explore that. A few uh, months ago, I was running and uh, jogging as I was trying to do a little bit of during lockdown and up came a notification on my phone. And uh, as I was running, it caught my attention. And so I looked at the notification and it simply said, congratulations, you are in the top 1% of Coldplay fans worldwide. And I was like, how's that happened? It, it was a notification from Spotify. So I quickly realized it's because I was listening to so much of Coldplay. And uh, initially I was full of pride. I was like, wow, look at me out of the millions of people and some of you who listen to Coldplay, I'm in the top 1% of fans, I'm a super fan. But then I suddenly thought, oh, I don't know actually, maybe this shows that my repertoire of music is so slim and, and so limited, I need to start getting out a little bit, which again has been hard to do over the last six months, hasn't it? But one of the reasons I've been listening so much to Coldplay is because, as with many artists, they capture something of a moment. They paint a picture for us. And Coldplay's album that came out at the end of 2019 has almost been like an anthem over all that's happened in 2020. It's described all that many of us have been through as we've had to face COVID over the last six months. One song in particular, although the whole album echoes issues of racism, uh, issues of fatherlessness, loneliness and friendship, the song Everyday Life, which completes the album, is like an anthem, prophetic, poetic anthem over our time. It speaks of everybody hurting, everybody in pain. Look at what the world's going through. It, it asks provocative questions. And here's one of the questions that that album asks, that's that very song asks. What kind of world do you want it to be? Am I the future or the history? And that may be the decision we need to start thinking about and making. As I've pondered that song, uh, I've also been led to the story of Jacob that, as you know, is captured in the book of Genesis. And interestingly, that song, Everyday Life, and the story of Jacob caught in the Bible have all kinds of cross-references. Cross now, I don't know if Chris Martin sat down and read the story of Jacob and then wrote Everyday Life. But the number of references that go throughout the song, he could well have done. But whether he did do that or not, I wonder if there's something about what Coldplay has seen in their artistry and what the Bible has spoken about for many years and captures in this story of Jacob that we need to take hold of today. It's a time to cross. Let's explore that story of Jacob uh, that is captured there in Genesis 32. At this moment in the Bible, Jacob arrives at this stream. It's called the Jabbok River. I had the privilege of going there a few years ago, not right to it, but just viewing across the Jabbok River because I was so fascinated by this story of Jacob arriving at the stream and having an encounter with God. Everything that's led up to this moment is his whole life, of course, which hasn't been straightforward. He's told his lies, he's had his dreams. Uh, Jacob has uh, really had a very difficult relationship with a number of people in his family, not least his brother Esau, who he fell out with. Jacob took hold of the blessing, the inheritance of his family, which God had promised through generations. And he took it and Esau was not happy and ultimately wanted to kill him. So he'd had to run away. This is why he was in a far off land. But now he was deciding, I want to step into the future. I don't want this to be my history. I want to step into the future. And so he's heading back to the promised land, crossing the Jabbok River, stepping over the stream, having to face into a future which he knows is full of peril and struggle. 
And as he stands on the Jabbok River, he hears news that Esau is coming with 400 of his fighting men. It must have been a scary moment for Jacob. And so he sends his family across the river. And this is where we pick up the story. Genesis 32 from verse 23. After he had sent his family across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. And so Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I won't let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. And then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why, uh, why do you ask me my name? But then he blessed him there. So Jacob called that place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel. This moment in Jacob's life is a decisive moment. It's this crossing over moment and he encounters God. It's like this wrestle and it literally says there that he wrestled with this image of a man which was God. He recognised it as the face of God, that's why he names it Peniel and he wrestles with God. And in that moment God renames Jacob Israel. Now Israel literally means to overcome, uh, someone that, that overcomes, you've struggled but you've overcome and it's got connotations of questioning, grappling, wrestling, dialogue, confrontation even. It's almost like Jacob has had this confrontation and wrestle with God, questions and dialogue before he steps into his future. Now I don't know if you felt like that at all over these last six months. There have certainly been moments for me where I felt, God, what's going on? What's happening? Are you with us? How can we move forwards? What's the future going to look like in a world that's been so disrupted? And as we hit this moment right now at the end of our summer here in England, and we begin to think to the autumn, this new academic year for us as children get ready for school and maybe you're going to university, maybe there's a, a job that's kicking in for you or you're looking for a new job. There's this new season that comes at this moment in our year. And as we hit this moment, maybe like Jacob, you need to be making decisions about what you're going to cross into. Like Jacob, you may have to deal with things from the past to settle down those things and, and let go of some of the history. Even just this week, a young man was in touch saying, I just need to work this stuff out if I'm going to move forwards. He wants to meet up. And my heart leapt because I thought, there's somebody who wants to take hold of the future. He wants to lay something down to move forwards. Maybe like Jacob, you are uncertain about the future. You don't know what crossing over means. Maybe you're even fearful. It feels to you like Esau and 400 of the fighting men, they're coming to meet you and you don't know whether they're coming and it's going to be good news or whether it's going to be really bad news. You're not sure what the next few months hold. There are plenty of uncertainties that we continue to face into. But we have a decision. Will we cross over and step into the future or will we stay in the past in the history? It is a time to cross. I really believe that. Into all that God calls you to, into all that God is going to promise over you, into the strength and confidence that he wants to put into you by blessing you for the coming months and years. He wants to do that even today. More than ever, 
our world needs people like you and me who are going to struggle and overcome, who are going to meet with God and encounter him and then step into this post-COVID world with a strength and a confidence. People who have searched for truth and have explored it and can begin to explain it. People who will build authentic relationships and even begin to lead authentically in this whole new world. People who will rise up and speak with truth and justice into our world with confidence that comes from God, even though so much is uncertain. The world is longing for people like that. People like you and I who will grapple with God, who will wrestle with him and will step across. So for those of us who will step into shaping this new world, who can get face to face with God and meet with him for this time of crossing, you can be confident of so many things. Two of those things I just want to give to you really briefly. One thing is you can be absolutely confident that as you step into the future that God has for you, he is with you and he wants to bless you just like he was with Jacob. In that key decision moment, in that pivotal moment, he met with Jacob and he crossed over with him. He blessed him. Secondly, as we step into whatever the future holds for you, you can be utterly confident that God will build his kingdom with you. God is into co-creation. He wants to build his kingdom, not on his own, but with you, because he loves you and wants relationship with you. He's got great plans for your life that he wants you to step into and to pursue. And he wants to go with you in that. And those plans, although they may have seemed disrupted and uncertain as a result of all that's gone on, I can guarantee you that God going with you, he will lead you on and equip you and resource you for the future, just like he did for Jacob. Just a few weeks ago, uh, my family and I, uh, with another family, went to Wales and we climbed Mount Snowdon. Now, um, that would be a difficult task and adventure just for me, but let alone with our family. Our youngest child is four years old and uh, it's hard enough to get him to walk to the local shop and back, let alone to the top of Snowdon and down. But unbelievably, he actually achieved it. He went all the way to the top of Snowdon and all the way down, walking for eight hours. I'd never seen anything like it. And one of the reasons he achieved it is because he was with other people. Uh, he was being encouraged. I was there, I was for him, I was with him. The rest of the family and this other family were there cheering him on as he went. And he knew that the task ahead was going to be a struggle and hard. But because he knew that and was with people, he was able to achieve it. I wonder if it was like that for Jacob as he crossed over into that promised land. He knew that God was with him. And although the tasks ahead were going to be great and challenging, because God was there cheering him on, was for him, because there were people surrounding him. And because although he knew it was going to be difficult, God was going to build through him, literally calling him Israel. I want to build a nation out of you, Jacob. That's what God did in that moment. It's like God wants to do something great through you too. And you can know and be confident today that he is absolutely with you. You can be confident of that because just as that man the image of a human wrestled with Jacob on the banks. So that was like a foreshadowing of Jesus crossing the divide from heaven to earth, coming as a man to live and demonstrate the best of life, then to die for you and then risen to new life so that he is alive today and he wants to fill you by the power of his spirit to enable you. He wants to bless you and be with you as you step and cross over into the future he has for you. The very end of that song, Everyday Life, that Chris Martin pens with Coldplay, with all these references to the story of Jacob, and you can listen to it later maybe. 
the very last phrase that, that gets repeated, a refrain that gets repeated, closing the album, is this. At first light, throw my arms out wide. Alleluia, alleluia. Literally, God be praised. God be praised. And in Genesis chapter 32, verse 29, at first light, Jacob falls to his knees and God blesses him there. You have a future hope. God is with you. You can be confident of that. And today is a moment of decision, not to stay in the uncertainty or just to sit in the history, but to step forward into a future that God has for you, hand in hand with him. And if you're going to achieve that, just like Jacob, you need to receive his blessing now. So we're going to pray. And as we pray, I'd really encourage you right where you are to hold your hands out wide, almost as a statement, as a, as a picture of saying, God, bless me right now. You may have all sorts of stuff in the past that you still need to bring to God. You certainly have stuff in the future, even though you may feel uncertain, just like Jacob. But if you meet with God and he fills you with his spirit, he's going to empower you and me to carry his calling into the world. So let's just receive from him right now. Lord God, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you might come, you might bless us afresh today. Lord, we need you. As we step into this new season, this new academic year, Lord, we need you. So come in our homes, in the places where we're watching right now, would you fall by the power of your spirit Open our hearts to you, God. Just receive more from him. Receive his love for you right now. Just stay in that place of receiving. Thank you, God. Thank you, you're for us. You're with us. Thank you that you're filling people right now with a confidence, a faith that could only come from you. Some of you right now, you needed to hear this today. And it's, it's like God is filling you with his spirit to enable you to step in to the adventures ahead. Even though you might feel exhausted, you might even feel confused by the past. But right now is a moment of decision. I encourage you to make that decision as you receive his spirit right now to step into a future with God. Thank you for what you're doing in homes all over London, all over the world. We bless you, God, as you continue to bless us. In Jesus' name.